Yes. Yes, let it wash over you. That's the new intro music. Is it any good? I'm not sure. I like it. I like the sexy jazz. That's what I want the, the show to be about. That's what I should call this show, sexy jazz. Anyway, that's actually from a soundboard. I've been messing around with a soundboard. I've been doing like about a, a million takes with the soundboard, and um, they most of them turn out really stupid. But So I just said, you know what? I'll do the sexy jazz opening. I think it's from like a video game. Everything you go to like like meme sounds is all like video game stuff. It's like PewDiePie yelling different. I don't know. So anyway, I liked I liked the music. I thought I thought it was cool. Um, we're gonna try some different opening stuff. That's the hardest the hardest thing to get in the show is get the ball rolling, get out of the blocks. We're gonna keep it fresh. We're gonna keep it fun. So just got back from Mo, Missouri. Um, I didn't know this about Missouri, but you can open carry there. So there was a bunch of people with like guns on their hips, which I've been down there before and I didn't see that. So I think people are like a little paranoid, a little on edge with all this shit that's going down. Excuse me. So I think people are a little bit like a little bit on edge. I've never seen people like open carrying so much there. So I, I like I like texted my friends. And I'm like, hey, did you guys know you can open carry in Missouri? And they're like, you can open carry in Nebraska, dumbass. <laughs> so I was like, I'm so fucking ignorant. Um, I don't own a gun I could carry on my hip. So, uh, or, or do I? Or do I not own any guns? Do I have an armory or do I have nothing? I guess you'll never know. So, um, went to Mo. It was a great trip. Just love it down there. It's so chill. It's so relaxed. We ate at a restaurant that's uh, like a seafood restaurant. And my expectation for lots of things in Missouri is not, my expectation is lower than it is in Omaha. Because I feel like in, in Nebraska, in Omaha, People have like pretty high expectations, especially for restaurants. Because the, I mean, we eat here. <laughs> you know, what I mean, I mean, we're we're very Midwestern. If you catch my drift, so the food is like really good in Omaha. So like, you go to other states, it's like eh, my expectations are pretty low. So like, every time I go to Las Vegas, the food is usually I think is not great, and they're like, oh, this is like world renowned chef Shikui Nakasuku or whatever, and it's like this tastes like dog shit. So anyway, uh, we went to this seafood restaurant in in down in Missouri, and it has like a New Orleans theme, and it looks it's like a it's like a metal building on top of a hill. So your expectations are low. You walk in, and just like every place down there, it's like eighty five degrees inside minimum. So it's like, oh, this isn't great, you know. Our uh, we had a, a server. She looked like a linebacker. But, <laughs> gross. But despite all of that, it was legitimately good. Legitimately good eating. And the owner came over, he talked to us, his wife was behind the bar. Um, they were like in their early, like late 60s, early 70s. The wife was wearing a tube top, wasn't like totally wild about that. Not my cup of tea, it's fine. So I wasn't wild about that, but the food was like really good. Um... We had an appetizer that was good. We had a main course. Mine was like really good. I had like a chicken, a Cajun chicken sandwich that was really good. And my wife had uh, uh, like fish and chips and it was like 
amazingly good. And then we had fried pecan pie a la mode for dessert. It, it was awesome. It was like one of the best meals I've ever had. Um, but despite that, it was like 85 degrees in there. It took like an hour to get our food. So you got to like set your expectations in places like that. But I get it. Um, the bill did not reflect having low expectations though. So <laughs> anyway... But it was good. It was good to get down there. It was good to just like chill, get out of the city a little bit. Um, it was good. So um, we did that. We just got back today and my wife finally got a car. Thank God. I was about ready to have a f mental breakdown. This car thing, it's unbelievable. It's so irritating. So here's how you, here's how you don't handle getting a new car. So... Initially, she was like, I want a Volkswagen Turig or Tiguan, something like that. And she went and like looked at it and she's like, I really like it. And um, she found one online that she liked and it was like brand new. It was a new car. And it's like, I've never bought a new car before. So I'm like shitting bricks about it. She picks one out. She goes to the dealership, blah, blah, blah. So I go and meet her up there. She already has it picked out. She's got the car seat in it. She's like, this is like the perfect color for me. I like the rims. I like this, I like that. And I get in and my knees are touching the dash. And I'm like, we're not buying this. My knees are touching the dash. Um, I'm like, this is idiotic. So they were like, well, we have like an, another size up. And I was like, okay, like what's the like next size up? And they're like, well, the next size up is, they're like 30 to 35 to 40. And the one I'm looking at is like an upper 20s. So I'm already not happy. I don't want to spend upper 20s. I sure as hell don't want to spend 35 or $40,000. No, like, oh my God. And like, uh, so I'm like, no, like, this is stupid. Like, let's like go home and like think about it. But she's like, I really like this one. Like, I really want it. So she's like, put, put like a deposit down. I'm like, okay, like, she, she still wanted it. I can't talk her out of it. So I was like, let's go home. Let's talk about it. Let's put your car, try to sell your car outright. You know, like, let's like slow it down a little bit. Let's put the brakes on. I, I hate buying cars. I fucking hate buying cars. It's not fun because you're always getting screwed. You know, you're getting screwed. The salespeople know that they're screwing you. It's like, I, it took, I bought like a new truck last year. It took me like six months to find the one I want. And then, like, I had to, like, go and look at it multiple times, which is, I know it sounds sad. And it is sad because it's like I buy houses literally, like, sight unseen. Like, if it's a good enough price in a good enough area, I'll just call the agent or I'll have Kaylee call the agent or my wife call the agent and be like, um, let's just write it up. I don't even need to see it. As long as, it had, as long as it's not like a – just write it up. Fuck it. So, like, we get our car sold. And then I was like, we can't buy that other thing. It's too small. I'm like, I can't even move in there. So the other ones are like too much. And then she's always like Jeep Grand Cherokee. So she, she was like, well, like, let's go look at this Jeep Grand Cherokee. And like, I've never liked Jeep Grand Cherokees because I thought, always thought they were like over, I always thought that they were like unreliable, that they were like too expensive and like overpriced, blah, blah, blah. I just didn't like, I didn't like them. And so the one, the cars we were looking at were like 30 to 35, which I didn't want to spend that much. And she's like, well, this one is only 19,800. And like, by the time she could get it out, I was like in the car saying like, let's go, let's go buy the fucker. So I was like for 19, I mean, that's like, 
a third less than what you're looking at. So I'm like, let's just do it. So we get in the car and it turns out the, the, uh, the Jeep is in um, Crete, Nebraska. And if you're not familiar with Nebraska, God, uh, good for you. Uh, Crete, Nebraska is like 30 minutes past Lincoln. So that's like an hour and 50 minute drive one way to go look at this thing. So it's a long way, but I was like, for 19, could we get it for like 18.5? So we're on the way there, or we get there, and uh, uh, we're like, uh, okay, we're like, we're here for Edgar. And they're like, oh, yeah, like, uh, he's in that, like, other room over there. And there's someone in that room, a couple people, like, shouting in Spanish. So um, Crete is a very uh, Mexican-y town. There's, like, a Purina factory there. So lots of Latinos uh, in Crete, and Edgar was a Latino. And we're like, we're here to see, like, Edgar, like, about a Jeep. And they're like, okay, well, like, um, he's, like, shouting, shouting at these people, so just hold on. So we're standing around, standing around, and, like, another salesman's talking to us. And I'm like, could you just, like, pull this fucking car up? I don't have, like, all day. You know, it's hot in here. The baby's screaming. The baby shit himself. There's shit everywhere. We're covered in shit here. Um, just pull the Jeep up. So finally, they're like, well, we can't do that because of Edgar, blah, blah, blah. So Edgar like comes out and he like gets the Jeep for us. We drive the Jeep. The Jeep is fucking awesome. I'm like, this thing is sweet. It looks really cool. I'm like, I feel like I'm in a rap video. I love it. Um, it's like, I think it was black or like dark silver with like dark rims, 20 inch Dayton's, sprees, they call them. Uh, no. Um, I'm like, this is like really cool. And it was like really fast. And the inside was awesome. The inside was basically like my truck because they're both Chrysler products. So I was like, this is my truck in an SUV. I love it. Write it up. Edgar, I'm loving it. And he's like, oh, it's nice. You like? So um, I'm like, we get back and we're like, Edgar, like this, this is the one, bruh. You did it. You didn't do anything, but we're ready to buy it. So we're like, we, we can't stay here. We have to like leave because the baby has to be to bed at seven o'clock. I'm sure you understand. And he's like, oh yeah, I got five kids, man. I understand. So we're like, come on, Edgar. We know you have kids. <laughs> so we're like, okay, we're going to go like, and then just uh, text text us at like 730 tonight or tomorrow morning, whatever. And then just send us over like the shit we need to fill out. And like, it's a done deal basically. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, he's like, uh, yeah, I, I can deliver. We deliver. So we're like, you can deliver? Holy shit. Not only can, this is perfect. Edgar, give me a kiss. Kissed Edgar right on the mouth really awkward. So, um, we're like, this is it. So we're like super, everyone's high-fiving. We do like a, everyone high-fives at the same time, including the baby. We're like, Edgar, we're like, this is amazing, dude. It's finally over. We're free. We're free to spread our wings. We can live again. We can get back to our lives. So we're like driving on the way home, like blasting the radio, you know, quiet riot. Come on, feel the noise. We found a car. Thank God it's under 20. This is unbelievable. It's over. It's finally over. And then we pull up the Carfax and it's not over. It's no, it's the car has been in two front end collisions and it has frame damage. Fuck. <laughs> I want my old life back. <laughs> no, uh, insanely mad. Tons of shouting going on in the car. I was heartbroken, obviously, because I wanted an SUV under $20,000. But I'm like, frame damage? That's a deal killer, dude. Um, and, like, I'm just like every other guy. You, like, think you're an expert, so you're like, okay, like, I'm, gonna, I'm I'm testing, like, how it tracks down the road. I take my hands off the wheel, and I was like, it seems fine to me. You know, it seemed fine to me. I don't know anything. I'm a moron. So it's like, 
no, it's not over. It's far from over. It's because we can't buy that one, so we're back to the fucking drawing board. So the next day we're going to Missouri, and I'm like, I have to like go to the flip all morning. I have to go to the flip at like six in the morning, and like I have to finish everything I need to do, and I need to clean the whole fucking thing out, and to clean up all the subs crap that they left out for the painters. So I'm already like not in a great mood. So I'm cleaning it up, and she's like, okay, like um, there's a salesman coming by gonna like come by our house with another SUV that we can drive and I'm like okay I'll come up there uh, our flip is like a two blocks from our house so it wasn't a big deal so I like I went up there and it's an Audi Q5 and Audis are real cool they look awesome so I was like I don't know I got into it I'm like this is like pretty small but I was like I'll I'll, I'll give her a go the guy's already here let's take her out for a rip tater chip so she drives it. She's like, yeah, I like it. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and drive it. So um, I take it around our neighborhood. I take it on the interstate. And it's like real cool. So I'm like, this is like pretty cool. But it's like a little on the small side. But I'm like, this thing drives really good. And it's like really fast. And it's really fun to drive. And it looks cool. And people are like, wow, that guy has an Audi. That guy must be rich. So people love you. Every When you're in that vehicle like that, every man wants to be you and every woman wants to be with you. So it was like, this is cool. Like, habala. So, so I was like, okay, like, let's talk about it, whatever. I, I got to go to the flip and finish and I got to pack and blah, blah, blah. So go to the flip, finish my shit, pack. We get on the road. We text the dude because we're like, let's like work it a little bit. Because it was like 23 or 24. Like, let's get him down to 22. So... We try to get him down. We, we text the guy. He doesn't text us back for like three and a half hours. So it's like, that's a done deal. He's like, yeah, it's old. So we're like, fuck. And he's like, I got some, I got a 2017 though. It's got lower miles. And we're like, oh, okay. And he's like, it's 35 grand. Oh my God. So, okay, whatever. So now we're like looking on Carvana. We're looking at this, we're looking at that. We like found some stuff on CarMax. So it's like, oh my God, perfect CarMax. And like, you can just get it shipped to the local CarMax for as low as $99. So we're like, oh my God. So she found like an Audi Q7 or something. And it's like, this is the right size. It's the right year. It's got good mileage. It's like $24,995. Like, so it's like, I'm under 25. I can sleep at night. So we're like, all right, sweet. They can ship it to our local CarMax. No problem. So... Start filling out the thing to get it shipped. It's not $99. It's $1,200 to ship it here to test drive. Fuck no. Absolutely not. Back to square one again. So finally, I'm like, check some directly check the websites of some other dealerships around town. And let's just get a Jeep Cherokee because it was cool. We... It was cool. It was like priced well. It's the good size. Like, let's just like stick with that. Like the Audis are cool, but I'm not paying that. I'm not paying. Let's just go with that. So we found one today. We went and drove it. It was totally fine. It kind of worked out. I got my rant out of my system about buying a fucking car. So got it. It's here. It's fine. We can move on now. So during that time, driving back and forth to Missouri, and uh, working on the flip and tossing and turning up all night about cars. I had like a lot of time to think. And this morning I was doing a little um, thinking. I was driving to our uh, bathroom remodel that we have going, which it's like I'm chipping away every day. Like I'm doing a little chip here, a little chip there. 
So I'm like working on the drywall, which it's like you literally go and you like sand and you like coat it. And then there's like nothing else I am like left to do there. So I'm like going back and sanding and coating and sanding and coating. And I'm like, this is a bummer, dude. So I was like, this is like long and drawn out. The homeowners are like getting irritated, but it's like, I can't, I, I can't go any faster this is as fast as i can go and by the way you brought an outside person here to do the tile and they fuck some stuff up that i have to fix and that's what took forever is the guy drug his feet for a week so don't get pissed at me so it's kind of it's fine though like the people are cool whatever like i get it they don't want like they want it to be over with i get it i understand it i get they understand that i appreciate that so I'm like going over in my head, um, like that job, how everything has gone with that job. And it's like, so I was like breaking down every like part of that job. So when the subs go in, like I get, I get a little bit of money when the subs go in, but it's not like a lot. Like I usually get a lot on like selling material, but I'm not really selling this girl any material. She like bought her own stuff. So it's like the only thing I like made any money at is the demo at the beginning. I made 750 bucks on the demo and I was there for four hours. Uh, that's like pretty good because my dump fee for that was like 20 bucks and I was already going there anyway for some other stuff. So it's like I basically, and she's paying me like cash. So I basically like netted for that day $700 for four hours of work. Uh, that's like not too bad. So I'm like, I like doing demo. Demo's easy. I can get a bunch of like dirt grubs to do demo for me. I was like, maybe, maybe I should like just do demo. Maybe I should just start a demo company or like focus my remodeling or my contracting business on doing demo. Cause a lot of other contractors hate doing it, but I like don't really mind it. And you know, I, I talked in the last episode about like going on bids. I've like had several other bids. Um, Oh, a couple other, ones that have like gone the same way where it's like I go there so for example someone like contacted me and they wanted to like do something I'm not going to get into two specifics for it but they contacted me and they're like here's what we want to do and I was like that's like a cool project like because they were like kid are you are, are you like taking on any new projects and I was like yeah I'm, I, I'll take on a new project like what do you want to do and they're like well we want to like they want to like move around some rooms and move around some like basically like move around move a bathroom or add a bathroom to somewhere and I'm like, okay, that like piqued my interest because that's that's a little bit more difficult. And so it means a little bit more money and it's interesting. It's something to like solve, you know. And I'm like, oh, that's like pretty cool. So I, I, I was like, so like where's the house? Like uh, when can I come see it? Like asking them some questions. And she's like, oh, yeah, like um, the house is here, blah, blah, blah. She's like, but we don't own it yet. She's like, we just want the bid to see if like um, – we want to move forward on the purchase to see if that's like possible. So I'm like, <sighs> here we go. So you don't own the fucking house. And what I tell you, how much this is going to cost is going to determine if you even purchase the house. So you're telling me that you're wasting my time, but we had already gone through so long of a dog and pony show with my questions until the truth finally came out. But I'm happy I asked. So I didn't go to a house. She didn't even fucking own. And that's, that's like the second time that's, ha that's happened. That's real irritating because it's like, how long were you going to like, dr like drag me along with that? You know? So finally I was like, yeah, I can do that. But like, I need to like get in the house and like, it, like, can we do that? Like around, like right before you close, you know? Cause I was like, 
I tried to like word it to where it's like, if you're not going to buy the house, I don't want to be a part of it. I can give you a ballpark, but I'm not driving out to a house that you haven't bought. If you want to do that, uh, you can sign some paperwork and I'll be your agent. We can do that. So no, dude. So that's a tire. I've had a lot of other tire kicker inquiries. So I'm like, you know, I'm just going to like throw some shit out there for like demo to see what happens. So I threw some stuff out there for like, hey, I like do demo, I do this, I do that. I got like a bunch of inquiries and it's like real easy stuff. Like, hey, can you like um, remove this concrete? Or like, hey, can you like take down this fence? Or the real little stuff where I can be like, yeah, I can do that. Here's how much it's going to cost and here's when I can come. Does that work for you? I take cash or check. And people are like, sounds good to me because it's smaller amounts of money. Um, so there isn't like sticker shock. You know, when someone comes to me and they want to know about a bathroom, it's like, okay, it's probably going to be around $7,500. So like, that's like our starting point. Um, <clears throat> so people are like, well, I don't know, I'm paying $7,500. I'll do it myself. And people always are like, I want like a tile. I want um, marble. I want this. I want that. But I don't want to like pay anything. And I want all mowing faucets. Okay. Well, that shit costs money. So the demo thing's easy. Here's why I like the demo thing. The demo thing is easy. I like doing demo. A lot of other contractors don't like doing demo. I can do it for customer, for uh, clients, like business to cl uh, uh, customer and business to business. So I was talking to my tile guy and he's like, I fucking hate doing demo. And I'm like, dude, I'll do your demo for you. Just send me the dimensions. I'll send you a price and then just upcharge your, your customers for what you pay me. And I'll just do your demo for you. And he's like, hell yeah, dude. Like I'm all over that. I'll, so I'm already getting like calls from other like other contractors to say like, hey, can you come demo this? And I'm getting people like online. So I'm like, that's cool. So I was like, all right. Um, sometimes I use this app called Thumbtack. I'm on it. Um, I've used it. I got one like lead for a kitchen. I actually got the job and I didn't want it. So I just like, I literally just gave the girl all my subs and was like, you can just like call all these people and figure it out yourself because I, I don't, I don't want to be a part of this. Because the girl, like, she was nice, but she was, like, a hippie. She couldn't really afford anything, I don't think. <clears throat> so, anyway, like, I got on, like, Thumbtack to see. So, basically, if you don't know, Thumbtack is, like, you can go to Thumbtack and say, like, oh, I need, um, I need like, a tree removed or, like, I need landscape. I need uh, hardscaping. I need a plumber. All that stuff. Or you can be, like, I need, like, a wedding photographer or I need an attorney. Like, it, it's all kinds of different stuff. And so you put, like, out a request and then, like, three pros – Three people on there that provide that, like, uh, will give you, like, an estimate over the app or say, like, when can I come look at it? So I'm signed up there as, as a contractor for, like, remodeling with the name of my remodeling business. So I was like, fuck it. Like, let's just check it out and see what's out there. So there are some, like, demo jobs out there. But then, like, also under, like, the main um, bullet point of uh, demo is also, like, um, junk hauling. And I was like, oh, like... That's like what I used to do. So, so when I selected, you can select those and see like leads as they come through. So when I open the demo ones, it also like shows you like the junk removal ones. Cause like demo kind of goes with that. So all I kept seeing, I keep seeing them and like no one's claiming them and they're like good, easy jobs. So like, for example, someone needed like a 10 by 10, like storage unit cleaned out and they had, some dimensions of all the stuff and no one claimed it. That's like a thousand dollar job. And that's an easy thousand dollars. So like you just go there with your like 
crew, your crew of day laborers, if you want, and you say, okay, take everything from the storage unit and put it in this trailer and I'll be back in three hours. And then you pay each one of those dirt grubs 10 or 20 bucks per hour and you pay your dump fees. And it's like, uh, you, for a thousand dollars, you make like $800, uh, cool. So a bunch of those are coming through and I'm like, oh my God, like I sold my trash out business because I didn't think there'd be any like business. I, I jumped ship because I was like, I thought like I would only be able to do this for like, like foreclosures. But now I'm finding out there's like a whole like little like niche business industry of this, which I never explored. So I was like, oh my God, there's like tons of leads out there. I could be like bidding on. So I'm like, what am I doing dicking around with like all this like remodeling stuff. It's like, I should be like going after all these like demo and like junk removal stuff. And then like taking the like remodeling stuff, like as I want it for people I know, or like jobs I like really want. So I put some like other feelers out for the demo stuff. And I'm like getting, I'm like getting stuff. I'm like getting jobs and it's like real easy and they're straightforward. And they're like job. None of the jobs are over a day. So, so I'm not like married to anyone. I don't have to like coordinate to get in their house. I just go and like, I can just knock it out. So that's sweet. And then I'm like signing up for a home advisor, which is like sort of like that. So you go on, I was like, I'm just going to like check it out. So I like went on their website and um, I went on their website and like, you can, <laughs> okay. So I, I, I went on their website and, and like, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to sign up. I'm just going to like put, put some information in because they kind of like tease you with like, you put some information in, you can like get some information as far as like how many leads you might get. So I'm like, sweet, dude. So I put my information in. They have like a teaser page where it's like, here's how many leads are like in Nebraska each like day. Here's like the most popular. Here's the least popular. Here's a bunch of leads that like people are um, asking about that like no one's responding to. And I'm like, well, that's like interesting. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll put my information in. We'll get like some more specifics. How much does this bitch cost? So I put my information in and then a little box, box pops up and says, someone will call you in 10 minutes. Oh, I'm like, oh, fuck. I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to talk to a real human being. That's my greatest fear, right? Can I just sext with someone? Can we just sext? So um, 10 minutes later, the guy calls me. I don't answer. And then I, I, I'm like, I try texting him because I'm like, let's see if I can get this guy into like some texting. I don't want to talk. You know, so I text him, he doesn't respond, and I don't really want to, I was like, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to fuck with this. And, and part of the reason I signed up is because, like, I was going to, like, put some, like, paid ads on Facebook, but my ad account is permanently locked on Facebook because of all the racy ads I've been putting out. So I have another little, like, online business where I'm trying to um, sell real estate in Florida. I know. So I'm putting all these like ads out in like New York City and Chicago and California that say like, if you stay in New York City, you're going to die of COVID-19, like blah, blah, all these like scare tactics. And, and then it's like, enter your email address for like the 10 uh, best places to move in Florida. So they probably saw that and they're like, what's this fucker's deal? Hell no. So I'm permanently shut down. So I have to like go a different route. So that's kind of why I went to this home advisor thing. So the guy called me and I get tons of spam calls. So I like don't answer, but it was like, Hey, like maybe this is from Facebook. Cause I was running some free ads too. Yeah. I know how to like run free ads. We can get into that some other time. So, um, 
I pick the phone up and like immediately I can tell it's a problem because the guy has like a southern accent. I'm like, oh fuck, this is some kind of spam. He's like, what's going? This is Brian from uh, Home Advisor. Like, how's it going? So I'm like, fuck. So I like, I hear him out because he sounds like pretty like reasonable. It sounds like a dude at his house with like a cha in. So I'm like, I'll like hear this guy out. He sounds pretty cool. So I talked to him and then I talked to him again today on the phone. And the reason why I'm like going to pursue the home advisor thing is we were talking and I was like, here's what I'm doing. Like I want to do like demo. And he's like, well, do you do like junk hauling and like, like hauling of material? And I was like, well, I mean, yeah, I'd be open to it. I already, I'm going to have like trailers and whatever for like the demolition. And that kind of goes hand in hand. He's like, well, we're getting like tons of like leads for like junk hauling and like a bunch of them aren't even being like fulfilled. Like no one's responding. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, bruh? He's like, yeah, last week we, in your zip code, we had 35 leads. And he's like, within three miles, we had 75. 75? If you could get 75 trash out jobs, each, okay, so like when I was doing full house trash outs, on average, if you average out all the like houses I trashed out, it was like $980 approximately. And a lot of them were like 3,000. But some of them were like 100 where I, I put like two things in my truck. So it averaged out to 980. Um, okay, that's more than not like a regular customer would like be charged. Most people don't have a whole house with like clean out everything I own. So like an average like cost for somebody inquiring is like a couple hundred bucks though still. So it's like, okay, 75. I'm doing the calc. Fuck them. Okay, let's just say in my zip code. And there was 34 in my zip code. Um Let's just say I got half, which is 17. And let's say like 17 times, let's just call it like 175. And that's in, that's in like one week's time. That's like $3,000. And some of them are going to be way more. So I've already seen some that are like, uh, like four pickup truck loads, which that would be like more like six to $800. So if you did like 10 of those, that's six grand. That's really good. And trash out stuff and like junk hauling, that's easy because you just get a trailer, like a dump trailer, and you go hire two like scumbags. Not scumbags, but you, you get it. You get, you hire laborers basically. And um, you just make sure they don't take off with your stuff. Um, and you just are like, here's the like addresses you need to go pick up stuff from today. And they just go do it. And you just collect space cash. So it's like, that's easy. That's an easy business. I like that business. I also like demo because all that stuff is easy. You're in, you're out. It's cut and dry. It's either done or it's not done. We're like remodeling. It's like, you know, like your tile guy does a tile job and they're like, eh, like kind of here where you like cut the subway tile. Like there's a little bit of chipping. Can he like come back and like bust that out and redo it? It's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I guess. Can you give me like can you give me like a review on Google for f- 10 five stars or whatever if I do that? Well, I don't really like to like log in on Google. I don't I don't feel comfortable with that. Oh, Jesus. So, that's why I'm thinking about my own business. You know what I mean? Um I love I like selling real estate. Like I like having a license. I'd like to maybe build a house or two. Because I can like build houses and do flips and have like this business running in the background because I can just hire laborers. You just, it's just, you're always hiring people, but it's fine. You're still making money. So it's like, um, I don't know. I just like it. I'm just, I'm just doing it. So I got a different business name other than my remodeling business name and it's just kind of like hit it up. So 
I just like it. It's just, I'm just obsessed with it. I can't stop thinking about it. Cause it's like, I can like go to all my like subs and be like, Hey, like I'm doing demo now. So if you're like doing a, a, a tile job, call me. If you're doing a whole house remodel or, or another contractor, you know, needs like a demo person, let me know and go to my uh, drywall guys and be like, Hey, if there's like a water issue and someone needs like drywall demoed, call me and I can like do it. It's all easy stuff. And it's like fun stuff. And you can like make it more efficient. So it's like, I get like an efficiency boner from stuff like that. So it's like when I had my trash out business, I, there was also like a mowing component to it. And I had like a couple routes that were like real tight. And it was like, we could do like 24 or 25 lawns in like f six hours. So, uh, and I was getting, <laughs> let's get the old calc out. This was it. So uh, I was getting 35 bucks per lawn. And 26 lawns in like five hours, that's $910. I loved it. Dude, I had an efficiency boner. It was huge. The big Montana of a, well, I'm not going to get into that. Uh, that's real gross. So anyway, so like a trash out business, you can make it like real efficient. And I was thinking, it's like, if I have a trash out business, I'll like go buy some dumpsters and I'll go buy some like big ass dumpsters and I'll make them, I'll just like do my own transfer station. And then, like, I can, like, I got it all planned out, like, 10 years. Yeah, I mean, so uh, I can do that. I can, like, have my own transfer station. And then I can, like, start, like, advertising, like, hey, if you have trash, like, come dump it here. Like, I have a transfer station. That's the dream, bro. <laughs> Uh-oh. I done did it. Because it's like, what, can the city come shut me down? They're my own dumpsters. It's not like I have a, it's not like I'm, like, building a mound of garbage. I'm just going to have dumpsters, and I'm just going to build, like, I'm just going to like put it on the end of like a loading dock basically. And I can, then I have an excuse to buy dumpsters. I have an, then I can like start renting dumpsters out. And then I have an excuse to get like a Bobcat or like a front end loader. Dude, I love it. Buying a front end loader. That's a childhood dream of mine. Then I can just like hold. Anyway, I don't know. I'm like probably boring you, but this is, this podcast is for me. So, um, <laughs> Please don't leave though. Um, that's what's up. I got a really good, I'm gonna shift gears hard. I got a good ass business for you. And that's why you guys stick around. It's not my rants, it's not what I'm doing, it's what the information I'm gonna give you and what you can do with it. So this is a business that my wife came up with. It's it's pretty good. It might exist. I think I read in a magazine someone was doing it somewhere, but I don't think it's like really caught on. Let me clear the decks. Uh, um, so what it is, so let me set the tone. So we were in Chicago and we were walking around and it's like, wow, look at these skyscrapers. Wouldn't you absolutely hate working here? I know I would. So um, we were walking around and sleep's important, correct? And I also think that like sleep in the middle of the day can be important. So I used to like work at an insurance company and there was one guy there. We were financial advisors, quote unquote, but really, really insurance salesmen. Everyone there was a total ass clown except for one guy. And this one guy was like, he was like a pretty smart. So he wasn't really a very good salesman, but he was like a pretty good like investment planner kind of like autistic-y a little bit, but like pretty nice. And he had some good things going for him. His dad had been a, a financial advisor for like 30 years. Nice. 
And his dad like knew a bunch of people with tons of money. So like one of the guys that worked for him just as like a something to do uh, was semi-retired because him and all of his partners owned a bunch of banks and then they had just sold them. So this guy had like good connections. So he did business like on the East Coast, the Midwest and the West Coast. So he would come in super early in the morning, do his shit. And then like in the afternoon, he would, in his office, like he had like a fold down bed. He would take a nap because he knew he'd have to like get on the phone in the evening and like talk to his clients on the West Coast. So every day, like between like 2.30 and like 4.30 or whatever, like you couldn't schedule anything with him because he would be napping. And at the time I was like, that's stupid. But now it's like, that's a fucking genius because he was always like ready to like, to like get stuff done. He was always like charged up. And if you're like me, I like to sometimes like, if I have like a hard morning and like afternoon, it's good to like come home at like 3.30 and like take a, like even a 30 or 45 minute nap just to recharge the batteries. And then you're like good until bedtime. Uh, It keeps you sharp, I think. I think it's good for you. Now, Leonardo da Vinci would stay asleep for eight. He would sleep for four hours and then stay awake for four hours. And then he would do that. So he never slept eight hours at a time. So here's the idea, for God's sakes. We were walking around Chicago and it's like, okay, if you like worked in one of these buildings, what would you like would do if you like needed to take a nap? Because if you like work, like if I worked at Mutual of Omaha and I needed to take a nap over lunch, I would go to my car. Uh, if you live work in a skyscraper in downtown Chicago, your car is 30 miles away at your house because you ride the train there. So we were like, okay, we should like open a business in one of these skyscrapers and like an entire floor or like a section or whatever of like area where you could like come in and like take a nap for 30 minutes. Oh, that's what's up. So it could be like several different things. So it could be like, it could be different like prices for different like amenities. So I would like maybe have a room of like, just like enclosed hammocks. So you could like lay in a hammock, but it was like the kind that has a cover where like there's no light coming in. Or you could like have like a, you could rent like a little bed. So there might be like, you know, like in a train, there would just be like a wall and you could like climb into like a little like bed and then like shut the door so you couldn't hear anything and be dark in there. But it's like, what you would do is you would sell subscriptions to people who worked in the building. So wouldn't it be like a one and done thing? You'd be like a subscription thing. So you could sell directly to the, you could sell directly to the employees of these businesses and say like, okay, like uh, for whatever, I don't even know what you could get for it. So it's so rough. You got to shine this diamond up. You could, um, let's say like they buy, let's say it's like 20 bucks for 20 minutes. And that's just a rough number, right? So like they would buy like a hundred dollars and maybe that would get them like five sessions of 20 minutes. So then that way, like when they come in, they don't have to like do a whole transaction because like if you're over lunch, you only have like an hour or whatever. So it's like, you don't want to burn up that, that time, uh, fucking around with like checking in. So like you would leave your office, like come down there, like just basically like scan in and then like go back and like take whatever spot was open to like take a nap. So you want it like efficient so people can get in there get their shut eye and like get out. So you'd sell like subscriptions. And then like what you would do is um, if someone wanted to take a nap that day from like 
1230 to like one, they would just like uh, get on their computer, go to your like your website and then like book that for like that time. So it's like really streamlined. So basically all you're doing as the business owner is like you're making sure somebody's there, um, making sure the scan in thing works and then also like um, switching like bedding or like however you want to do it, like uh, with that. So maybe you'd like want like a washer and dryer in the area too, so you can like always be cleaning the bedding. But it's like, that's like really good because people want that. Dude, like it's, and the other thing is you can sell directly to the people or you could like go to the business and be like, this should be like part of your like wellness plan. So people can like, like take a nap to recharge. Here's a bunch of studies, blah, blah, blah. So you could get in with that too. And I think that would be like really good because like literally, where would you like take a nap? Where would you like sleep? You know, if you needed to like just sleep for a little bit. So that's really good. And the other thing too, like maybe you'd want to do, and, and like Omaha, there isn't like a huge commute, but it's still fucking irritating. So I used to work like in Midtown, Omaha, in like a really like busy part of town. So the traffic was always like really heavy at the end of the day. And then like I lived in a suburb at my parents' house, like super far away. So without any traffic, the drive was still like 22 minutes. But like with traffic, it was like almost 40 but it's like if you waited just like a half an hour, the traffic would dissipate so much you could literally just mob out on the way home. So it's like maybe people too at the end of the day would be like, well, I'll just like let the like, I'll just like like the five o'clock rush like go by and I'll go like take a nap for a half hour. So I just love it. I think that's like a super easy idea. I think people would really appreciate that. You could really like sell a lot of some scripts. And I guess like to... People might want to like come in at all like times of the day because like when you first start out, it's like I can only nap over my like lunch hour. But once you get into like middle management or if you're like in a sales position or if you're self-employed or not self-employed, but like let's say you're just like a commission only person who like works in one of those buildings, like you can take a nap whenever you fucking please. So I think that's the bomb. I would look for like pretty cheap space. So Let's say like you're next to, I don't know, like the Sears Tower, like find like a cheaper building like nearby there, you know, that someone could just ride an elevator across the street, go in and like do their naps, yo. So try to make it as accessible as possible. Find like cheap space. I think you could like really like, I think the build out for that would be like fairly inexpensive and like, and then like it'd be easy to expand because you just buy the next bay or whatever, so that's the sleeping biz, the sleeping pod chamber area. So it's so easy. It's a simple idea, but I feel like the ones that are like really simple tend to be like really good. So I had another one that was like a, a mobile, like oil changing business and the describing what it is, like the name of the business describes what it is basically. So loving it. Uh, so that's the idea. Now, I want to give you a update. Okay, so last week I was like, oh, I, got, I had this really like good idea for like a, a product in my sleep. I'm, I'm like dreaming up good ideas. And then I said like, I want to like run it past my wife because I think this is like my meal taken out of here. So I went to my wife and I said, I have a great idea. It's my meal taken out of here. Like I'm, I'm finally getting out. And she's like, what the fuck does that mean? It's your meal taken out of here. Like it's so bad here that you like want to leave. And I was like, no, that's like not what I'm saying. So uh, a communication broke down, <laughs> frankly. 
that didn't go anywhere. So I was like, yeah, just forget it. And then the other one was uh, an idea I had for like selling cars that like other car dealerships own, like their listings. I'm pretty sure that's theft. So we're going to skip those. The business for sale, we're going to do something real interesting. So I am on the web right now. And I am scrolling through businesses, and I'm just going to pick one, and we're going to talk it out. <laughs> what do you think of that? A little diff. Um, this is real boring for people. <laughs> real interesting. Fuck. Okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> Hold up. Here, here we go. So this is a full-service flooring dealer business with showroom. It's in Colorado. I like that because people are moving to Colorado in droves, son. Asking price is $1.975 million. Cash flows $869,283. And I'll give you a breakdown. It is the largest in the area. Sales installation and warehouse staff in place and what it is this dynamic well-established commercial and residential flooring business is the largest dealer in the geographic area the business focuses on quality hardwoods tile stone laminate carpet flooring and more customers can purchase from their large stock inventory and supplies or order from all the leading flooring brands. So they have stuff on, uh, they have stuff in stock and they can order anything, it sounds like. Any kind of flooring. Flooring is really good because it's, those are high ticket items. So you can do houses with that. You can do businesses. And now businesses are doing a lot more like uh, LVT and like shit like that. That stuff's expensive. And the installation is super easy, but it's super like, it's profitable because it's literally so easy to put down. Carpet is good too because it goes bad pretty quickly. If you're not, that's the thing like carpet. So if you put builder grade carpet in the house, you're like, well, yeah, you can get like, uh, like five to 10 years out of it. Yeah. If you vacuum it like every two days, if you don't, it's going to be toast in like three years. So I love that. You can make a lot of money with a flooring business and they have installers. That's like really good. If they're like on staff, like you're paying them hourly, that's really good. Because then you have control over them. So you don't want to buy a business like this and it's like all subs or you're like, well, you got to find your own installer because then people are like, I'll go somewhere else. Like they want a whole package deal and that's what this has. And people are moving to Colorado left and right. So um, 15 employees, an 88 foot, uh, 88,000 or... 8,860 square foot retail area and uh, the owner is retiring check stay he'll stay on for support for four weeks we can do better than that I really like this I think that's like a pretty good business um, the end there's also three hundred thousand dollars of inventory that's not included in that 1.9 price so we have to check that out it's only been around for 12 years, which I don't love, but like, I love where it's at. Colorado is exploding. I'm in a Colorado uh, real estate investors group and people in there are talking about like flipping trailers because houses are so expensive and they sell so fast that no one can get a good deal. Flipping trailers. Give me a break, man. Hell no. 
So that's your idea. That's your business for sale for the week. A flooring business. Love it. I think that's really good. If you want more information about this flooring business, call Chris Cantwell. He's at Trans World Business Advisors of Colorado. He can be reached at 303-408-3882. Really good stuff. Really good. So let's let's do some three, three, three critiques. So the first one I'm going to give you a little update. I talked about a cookie making business, home based. Uh, my wife tried to do a little, tried to do that because she was like, "That's a good like idea." So she baked cookies. The cookies were fine, but she's like, "It takes fucking forever to decorate these things. How could you ever make any money?" Yeah, I don't think the girl that we bought the cookies from um, does it to make money. It sounds like she, it's like a hobby and then it like calms her anxiety or something. Uh, she did a great job, but it's like, this isn't a good business. Cause it's like, she, my wife spent the whole morning cooking and she cooked like 30 cookies. Cause it's like, well, if you needed like a hundred cookies, you need like a commercial oven. This is not scalable and it takes too long to decorate a cookie. So for $3 a cookie, you're like making three bucks an hour. Pass. That is all. But, but did you like that? We did kind of a home laboratory, real world learning. Um, so here's the three ideas. And um, the first one, I'm not, so I've seen this like online, people in their fitness coaches or I guess weight loss coaches. So they write you like a workout plan. They write you like a meal plan. And then they like keep you accountable. They make sure that you're, that you're losing weight. I need one because I am a humongous fat pig, but I'm too cheap to do that. So I'm going to go back on the uh, coffee and starvation diet. Coffee and starvation diet works really well. You drink coffee until about two in the afternoon until you can literally not stand it anymore that you have to eat. Um, and then you eat, but you try to control like how bad you eat. Um, it, I guess like since I've been doing that, I've gained it like to about 12 pounds. So. <clears throat> anyway, so a fit or a, a fitness or a weight loss coach, I think that's like really good because you're like giving them everything they need. And it's, it's better if you can even like almost do like a personal training aspect where you're like at the gym just to like make sure that the people are like working out when they say they are and they can like weigh in with you or whatever. Maybe not a personal trainer. Like it'd be perfect for like you if you worked at a gym. It's like you could just be like, you don't even have to be a personal trainer. You can just like work at the front desk and be like, hey, you said you'd be here today at three o'clock. You, you didn't come to the gym. I was at the front door checking people in all day. I didn't see your fat ass. So that would be perfect um, if you could be there. Um, but I, I, some people, I've, most of the people I've seen there, they just do it like over the internet um, virtually. I think that's good because you can get like a lot of clients. And the people I've seen, they like charge like a pr pretty, 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 high price for it and it's like a subscription fee like a monthly subscription so it might be like a couple hundred bucks a month they write you like a workout and a, a fit a food plan like every month and it's like the people that do that are already into that shit so it's like that's easy for them you know they can spit that stuff out there's probably even software for like meal plans that they just like use so i think that's really good it's it's scalable because you can get one person can probably have lots of lots of clients so um, I haven't really, like, really looked into that a lot. I've heard about it. I thought it was like pretty interesting. Um, but I think that that's like really good because you can do it remotely. There's a need for that. People, there's like a never ending need for that, you know, because it's like even if you get in shape, 
or you lose weight, a lot of times you like regress. So I like that. Um, the other one is like buying and selling sneakers. That seems like really gay to me. Collecting and like being into sneakers, that's like what people who don't have dads are into. I don't like really want to get into my whole dad talk about people without dads, but being into sneakers and like thinking like shoes are like so cool and like collecting shoes, that's like fucking childish and stupid. But on the same token, like it's so childish and stupid that people will like, uh, people like spend money on shit like that and they'll spend like a pretty penny. So I guess if you're like, buying and selling and like flipping shoes you're taking advantage of people who are like really into that and there's a lot of people really into that so even though i think it's totally retarded and childish and gay there's a lot of people who are like really into sneakers and i think that you could make some cash doing that now the only kind of like sneaker quote unquote that i would like go buy like seek out is do you guys remember la gears they like, they were like a height, like real high top sneaker. This is nineties. This is a nineties jam, like a high top sneaker that was sold in the nineties. And then like when you walked, the backs lit up. I always thought those were like really cool. And they like, I think you can still buy them, but they're like really expensive. They're like 290 bucks for new ones. So I would never buy, I guess I would like never buy them, but I think that they're like kind of cool. What? I just contradicted myself. I found that I, I go back and listen to my episodes. I actually contradict myself a lot because my last episode, I contradicted myself twice. So, so sneaker head, sneaker guy, sneaker broker. If you're into that, at least you can make some money off it. So that's fine. Fitness coach or, or fat weight loss coach. Yes. Sneaker person. I would say like grow up, but if you must do it, make some money off it for God's sake. The third one I really like, because I think that a lot of people could use this. I, even I could use it, and I'm, like, not super busy. I'm pretty busy. I shouldn't say that. Um, but it's an errand service. Oh, my God. Cool. And the other thing is an errand service, like, right now with COVIDler on the loose, the COVID scare. Ooh, COVID's going to get you. <laughs> I heard a guy got carjacked by COVID. Um I think it's like really good because people are like so – people think that they have no time to do anything. So they'll hire an – they would be open, I think, to hiring an errand service to go like run some errands for them. Like I'm at the office. Like go take my car to get washed or, or anything you can like think of. So I like that. Um, the other thing is – Um. People are like scared to go out in public now for some reason. So I think that that's good. <clears throat> People, and now too, like it's hurt, like like I was talking about, like with the commute and all that, people are like sick of being in their car too. So an errand service, someone who can like go do stuff. I think that that's like really good. I think that there's like a big uh, area of the population or a big like span of the population that could like use that. And the other thing for you, if you were doing that is, you could like <clears throat> plan out your day to where it's like you're going to like, let's say you're like going to Target, but instead of just going to Target for one person for like 50 bucks, you're going to Target for like 10 people for 50 bucks. So you're like making $500 to like go to Target instead of 50 for one person. But you don't have to do have like a lot of demand to make that scheduling work. So it's kind of in that way, it's kind of like the trash out thing where it's like, you know, if, if you're, 
going around collecting junk, you need to make sure you're not like going, you're going in like a tight geographical area that you're not like crisscrossing all over town. Cause that's going to like eat into your profit. But I think errand service is like really good. You'd have to do some like heavy marketing to like, for, to like normal people, like normal, like middle-class people and be like, here's how much it costs. Here's the kind of things that we offer. Like, um, so people, it's like more normalized. Cause like in Omaha, I've like never heard of that. I, I think it'd be hard to launch somewhere like in Omaha, but in bigger cities, I think it'd be easier <clears throat> to launch. And you could do like all kinds of different services. Like you could take people's dogs places. You could like do shopping for people. You could like take, you know, it could be all kinds of like different things. I think you could be really creative with it. And like I said, if you can knock out, if you know that you're going to like have to go somewhere for, or if you know that there's something that you're going to do, that's going to be in high demand, you can try to like bunch it together. So it's like a really cheap price per like person. And it's like, well, I can do that. It's, it's only like $11 for me to do that, but you're doing it for like a whole bunch of people. So like overall you're making a lot on each thing. I think that that's like the key. So I like errand service. I think that, I think there's something like to that. I, I just have like a gut feeling like you could make money doing that. Um, and that's something you could definitely like start as like a side hustle. And then as you got more busy, you can start doing it full time. And I think that's also like scalable because it's like all you need to do is find people that can like take directions and that can like go do that. So I think errand service is like really good. I like really like that one. That's kind of like the um, person that goes, what is it called? That's kind of like the person that goes and like does your shopping for you. Like I think that there's definitely something to that. And I think errand service is something like a lot of people could use. So I might like dig into that like idea a little bit more and like talk about it more in an episode. Um, because I think that's like really cool. That would be really good for somebody like a stay at home mom or somebody who's like maybe even like semi retired. They just wanted something like to do. And then you could just focus in on the tasks that, you know, people are going to want and that are easy that, you know, you can make money at. So I think that's a really good one. I think there'd be a lot of demand for that one right now. So that concludes the app. I know I went a little crazy with the car talk about the car purchasing and like the, the trash out stuff. You're fine. There's going to be more shit to look forward to next week. And I needed to get that off my chest. You know, this, this is a very selfish podcast. This is a podcast for me, by me. And it's for, I said that already. It's for me, but it's also for my son. So I want him to go back and be like, Oh yeah, like I remember when I was a little kid and we had that Jeep. I didn't know how much my parents went through. My dad was literally couldn't sleep at night because he was so irritated with the car shopping. I want my child to know about that. I want your children to know about that. So gather around the old radio <laughs> or cell phone, whatever, or the Beats by Dre with the whole family tonight. Because I know you're listening to this Thursday morning on the commute. I know you're listening. Curl up next to the radio with the whole family and just listen to all the bullshit I had to go through and listen to the great ideas I give you. Sleeping business, love it. Aaron business, phenomenal. You don't get that. How many other programs do you listen to <clears throat> where they are literally helping you make money? So share the show. Got to share it. Give me some feedback about the intro music. Do you like sexy jazz? I like very sexy music. Um, What? So I think we're going to go back to Motley Crue. Anyway, we will catch you guys next week. Late.